you are listening to Blockchain Beat. This episode was previously featured on the Blockchain PR podcast. Hi there, my name is Ana Paula Picasso and you are listening to the Blockchain PR podcast. Calling from Helsinki in Finland, I spoke to Jay Hamidi following this month's crackdown on crypto companies in Estonia. Jay is the chief legal officer at Vinculo Growth, a company that helps blockchain startups with their go-to market strategy. We talked about new regulations for crypto companies in Estonia and the blockchain startup landscape in Finland. So people have always wondered, like, why is it that Estonia has so many uh, cryptocurrency companies and Finland doesn't really have any. And the reality is that we do. Stay tuned if you want to listen to the full interview I had with Jay. And if you want to know more about how blockchain PR can help your business grow, just go to www.blockchainpr.online. Hi Jay, how are you? I'm really, really good. Uh, enjoying the midsummer here. How are you? Yeah, yeah, you in um you in Helsinki, aren't you? So here's also midsummer and here in Sweden, so we're gonna celebrate later on. And thanks for taking the time to have a chat with me. Have you have you got anything nice planned for later on? Well, here in Finland what people usually do is they go to cottages, they make bonfires, uh they grow sausages, they drink beer. That's usually the plan around here. You know, we know each other for quite a while, I think. For people that don't know, Jay is also from Brazil, like myself. And we met a couple of years ago in Helsinki. It was a blockchain event, I think. Yeah. So, yeah. So, another Brazilian of blockchain. Excited. I got extremely excited when I met Anna because I was like, okay, Brazilian in blockchain. <laughs> He's so close. We, we have to keep in touch. Am I even by the the domain brazilianzofblockchain.com. Maybe we can do something about that. Well, I know four of us there already. Well, there you go. There you go. There's a start. There's a start. So for, first of all, the first thing I want to talk to you, it'll be about new regulations for crypto companies in Estonia and Finland. I know you know quite a bit about Estonia as well. And there was this article that was trending on Bloomberg, I think. Yes, Bloomberg, um, about the crackdown on crypto companies. So Estonia is doing a massive withdrawing license of crypto companies. And just give the people an overview what's happening in Estonia and if there is something also happening in Finland with regards to regulations. All right. Um, I think that that's a very important topic. It's a very hot topic and there are a lot of misunderstandings happening around it. So I think it's better to talk about this and, you know, let it be a little bit clearer to people. So this article came on Bloomberg a couple of days ago. Uh, and in the way that they put it, it seemed to be that Estonia was cracking down on cryptocurrency companies and revoking licenses because of a scandal involving Deutsche Bank. It wasn't really because of that. 
it has a lot more to do with changes in Estonia regulation that were already happening for quite some time. Uh, the thing is that in 2018, at the European Union, we passed uh, a new directive uh, regarding anti-money laundering. It was the fifth anti-money laundering directive. And what this directive did was it put uh, cryptocurrency exchanges and what we call custodian uh, wallet providers uh, as also being subjected to financial regulation, uh, something that they were not really before. Those rules, they were made for banks, for financial institutions. But this uh, anti-money laundering directive made the rules also applicable to cryptocurrency uh, exchanges and wallets. And what this regulation did, since it was at the European level, it basically said, here are the new rules, and now each country has to go and it has to make these rules into their domestic legislation. So Estonia used to have a very, uh, let's say, liberal, a very loose set of rules in a way uh, that made it very attractive for cryptocurrency companies. But now, especially because of this European regulation, they had to change a bunch of things and they had to make the regulation much more strict. And now everything is changing. So, so what, what happens next then? What do you, how, how do you see the situation from a year or two years from now? Well, I think the situation, if you are considering what Estonia is seen like, I think it's going to be very, very different. Uh, Estonia was always a very attractive country for uh, crypto companies. Uh, they have, uh, you probably know this, but they have this e-residency program, which basically means that people from anywhere in the world, they can open companies in Estonia uh, very, very easily. It is a digital nation, so all the services are accessible. So you could be, for example, in India or in Russia. Uh, you just you know, from your own home, you can, open, you can open a company in Estonia and you can do business with the rest of the European Union very, very easily. So this made it really attractive. Plus they had also a bunch of tax benefits as well. But now they have, like I said, these uh, stricter requirements. So you have to register with the authorities. Yes, uh, they needed a license before, but the fees for registering, they are much higher. Um, now the management team, someone has to be in Estonia. Uh, you have to have certain activity requirements. For example, this news that was on Bloomberg now, they were trying to say that a lot of companies were closed because of this scandal with Danske Bank. Actually, most of them, it was almost 500 companies that were closed. They were closed because they got permits, but they didn't do any business in the country within six months. So they had their licenses revoked. Like, why do you need a license if you're not operating? Um, and so we have about 1,500 cryptocurrency companies in Estonia. Uh, as of now, about 500, they already had the licenses revoked. Uh, and now with the other requirements, for example, that the management team has to be in Estonia and it needs to be identified. Uh, people are saying that, you know, at least some 500 others will get licenses revoked as well. So I think the scenario will look really, really different in the sense that before it was really easy 
you had over a thousand companies. Now it is much more regulated, it is much more strict. You're gonna have way, way fewer companies, but they're probably gonna be doing better business. There's going to be more transparency. Uh, authorities are going to be able to really follow who is doing uh, crypto businesses. What are they doing with this? Um, what are the cryptocurrencies? Are they being used for something bad? Uh, for example, there's also this requirement that you have to monitor transactions to see if people, I don't know, maybe they are sending crypto to some terrorist group. You're supposed to know that if you're on an exchange. So they're also trying to, you know, have a lot more uh, security in that and try to be sure that people are not doing anything wrong. So yeah, I think everything really is going to change for Estonia. In the mm -hmm. So you think with these changes, you think Estonia is in the, in the right track to create a more, well, sustainable environment for crypto companies? I know that a lot of companies, they have complained, uh, generally at the European level, that some of these changes, they are not fair. Because, you know, when you are putting these regulations to banks, banks are huge. They have the infrastructure to do that. But if you go to a small exchange and say, hey, now you have to know everyone who is transacting crypto here. You have to know who they're sending this to. You have to know why they're sending this. It seems that it's a bit excessive that smaller companies, they wouldn't be able to handle this. But I think that overall, yes, it goes into the right direction. Mm -hmm. And but don't you think it's more like a global trend? Because how I see it in the next few years, we're going to see a lot less, a lot fewer uh, ex crypto exchanges. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, especially because at the global level, there's also going to be more uh, regulations. <clears throat> there's this Financial Action Task Force, uh, FA. Sorry, I'm really bad at quick letters. FATF, <laughs> geez. Um, that, you know, it is basically, it's not um, an organization that can enforce rules, but they give guidances. Uh, and recently, they have created this thing that they call the travel rule, which is basically, imagine that I am sending money to you uh, as a bank transfer. Uh, if I send over a certain amount, let's say, thousand dollars uh the bank knows who i am and he knows who you are so we can be sure that this higher uh, amount of transactions we know what's going on with them uh with crypto nowadays you can send any amount to anyone and you don't really trigger any regulation at the global level what the struggle rule is proposing is that transactions over a thousand dollars uh, you should know as an exchange or as a wallet provider or whatever, you should know who is sending and to who it is sending. Uh, so yes, um, this is not mandatory, but since this uh, task force is really seen as something important, most countries, they will adapt their legislation also to comply with the so-called travel rules. So you do have to identify clients, you have to identify exchanges, you have to know why they're sending money. So yes, way, it's, it's very, very likely that we're going to have uh, fewer exchanges and they're going to be much more closely regulated. And how, uh, is there any, anything else you want to talk about, Estonia? 
Well, I think that this is this is pretty much it about Estonia. Things are changing. Um, I don't think people have exactly yet like the full knowledge on what to do. Uh, I've been talking to some people that have, for example, the Estonian Cryptocurrency Association. Uh, they do say that some of the rules, they are a little bit unclear. Uh, for certain things, um, even the technical aspect of it uh, is a little bit complicated for exchanges. For example, uh, the exchange is supposed to know if you are sending money to a terrorist group, but how does an exchange know that? Like, there are companies that they can offer the service of monitoring the blockchain, but I'm not sure the most exchanges know that that even exists. So it's it's a bit of a, I don't know, a cloudy situation. Yeah, no, I, I think it was a good overview. And here's the thing, I think most countries, there are so many, uh, they are in so many different levels with concerning with regulations. For instance, Malta, a couple of years ago, they were really praised for launching um, a set of regulations about uh, blockchain companies and crypto companies. So I think they are also in, a, in the right track and same with Switzerland. But I think there's some countries they still need to a lot to catch up and you know cryptocurrencies they haven't been around that long to for us to know or for countries to know what um what the purpose is exactly i i completely agree with you this is also a discussion that i was having uh a few days ago uh with uh there was a person that i know <clears throat> who was saying that blockchain companies didn't do enough uh, to address the coronavirus situation. And I was like, hey guys, do you forget that this is a very new technology? Uh, yes, it has a tremendous amount of potential, but uh, aren't, aren't we maybe, just maybe asking too much of it? The same goes for regulation, right? Regulation is never easy. Uh, on the one hand, you have to try to prevent people from doing bad things. But also, on the other hand, if you regulate too much, you are risking simply killing this innovation. So I think it's really, really understandable for countries, for people, for companies to be kind of lost. This is something really new. We never had something like this before. So it's okay to take our time to see what works, to maybe change the regulation once we have it. You know, Estonia had something, now it has something else. That's, that's fine. That's normal. Mm-hmm. Maybe we have another conversation in a couple a couple of years time <laughs> to see how things change, so we can play this conversation and compare. Yeah, I think that would actually be a great idea. So yeah, so tell a little bit about Finland. How is how is the crypto blockchain crypto landscape at the moment? Uh, Finland, I think Finland is a very interesting case. Um, because I see it as being uh, full of contradictions. Uh, Finland is always compared with Estonia, right? Because Finland is, I don't know, it's the older brother. We are richer, we have more, I don't know, we are more developed in certain ways. Uh, We also have a very strong startup culture. But when it comes to uh, crypto businesses, Estonia has over a thousand and you, hardly see anything apparently 
uh, moving in Finland. So people have always wondered, like, why is it that Estonia has so many uh, cryptocurrency companies and Finland doesn't really have any? And the reality is that we do, but Finnish culture is a little bit weird. Um, what I see in other countries is that sometimes you have just a project, it is just a pilot, and you are telling the whole world about it, like just really making a lot of buzz, a lot of marketing, when you don't have that much developed. Here in Finland, it's the other way around. We actually have some pretty interesting projects that no one talks about. Uh, but when I came to Finland, uh, I came here to do my master's degree in law. I was interested in smart contracts. Mm -hmm. uh, so I was looking for, you know, where are the blockchain people here in Finland? I couldn't find anyone until I found this one person who opened the doors to like this secret little room and said, everyone is here. They're doing a lot of things. They're just kind of hidden. And then I got to know that, wow, there is actually a lot going on even at the government level. Uh, so there are some really interesting uh, initiatives. Uh, we do have, of course, some Finnish companies that are famous, let's say, in the, in the cryptocurrency sphere. If you take, for example, local bitcoins or prasos, they are both Finnish companies and they are really uh, well-known exchanges. Yeah, I think most people heard about local bitcoins. And... Uh, local bitcoin uh local bitcoins was on the news a few weeks ago not for not for good reasons i don't know if you saw that one right no i didn't know <laughs> this please do tell <laughs> uh trace uh released this report about um how much bitcoin uh like this year so like this first semester uh was used in criminal activities or was the result of like ransomware, hack, fraud, whatever. Uh, and they put that Finland is the country that has the highest percentage of criminal origin Bitcoin. You know, something like 12% uh, of like all the Bitcoin in the Finnish exchanges, something like 12% is from criminal sources, is the highest proportion in the entire world. And then they nominated local bitcoins with having like 99% of all the, the stolen, the criminal bitcoins in Finland. Okay. So that, was, that was quite the bad rap there. I know for a fact that they have a new system now that they are using, that they're really trying to make it better. And I think they will. Uh, I can't tell much more than that, but I think they are on the good track now. And perhaps in a few months, uh, you will not have this uh, unpleasant title. Yeah, going back to what you're saying about interesting projects, is um, is there anything you want to mention there? Like, not could be just blockchain or crypto related or crypto related. The landscape here, I think, it's a bit uh, odd in a way um, because we're always compared to Estonia, right? And Estonia has all of this, you know, over a thousand. Um, cryptocurrency startups and when you look at Finland there doesn't seem to be that much going on uh, and there there aren't so many startups but we see that there's a lot of activity from big companies and also from the government 
like from the side of the big corporations, especially, I'm seeing a lot related to supply chain, uh, especially when it comes to um, digitalizing the documents to make the supply chain more efficient. And from the side of the government, which for me was surprising, um, we have this Kela. It's this uh, social security institution here of Finland. And they are trying with this smart money project because Kela gives aid, like he gives you, for example, housing benefit, unemployment benefit, um, but this money is supposed to come with certain restrictions. For example, okay, it's good that you are using your benefits to pay for food, but perhaps not alcohol or cigarettes. Uh, and they're trying to see in a more efficient way if they can do this, if they can give these benefits through cryptocurrency uh, to make the whole system uh, more efficient. It's easier to distribute uh, and it could perhaps be a little bit easier to control as well. So that is something that is being discussed. So odds in the sense that not a lot of startups, but very vibrant when it comes to big companies and comes to the government. Uh, Helsinki, for example, is doing a lot in relation to blockchain now. Uh, they have recently launched this poll, um, what Helsinki can do to become really attractive for cryptocurrency companies. And I know that they're working really hard on that. Uh, we have the blockchain forum field, which I'm actually a uh, disclaimer, I am a part of. Uh, now you can, um, you can, <laughs> you can say whatever you want, Jay. Just yeah, yeah. Do your ad advertisement of. Yeah, well, it's not forum. exactly advertisement. <laughs> just a organization. It's a, it's a non-profit. It's okay. <laughs> okay, yeah, it's a non-profit. It's okay. I always talk about the Swedish Blockchain Association as well. But um, yeah, so yeah, sorry. Carry yeah, on. So we're just really trying to, to promote the development of blockchain technology here. We're trying to educate the public. We are trying to really show people uh, what they can do with this technology. Because sometimes when we are in this community, we think that, yeah, yeah, it's very obvious. You have the Bitcoin, then you have proof of work or whatever. It just works. For most people, they have no idea what we're talking about. So there's a lot of this groundwork of really, you know, communicating what it is, what it can be used for, uh, how you implement it uh, in your company. And this kind of thing, but I see that Finland is, is trying to become a more attractive place. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so tell us a little bit about yourself. How did you get involved with blockchain? And why did you move to Finland from Brazil? Yeah, people are usually um, a little bit shocked when I say that I come from Brazil. They're like, oh, this is really far, isn't it? And I'm like, yeah, it is a little <laughs> I still get the same. I still get the same response. And how did you get involved with blockchain? Well, I moved to Finland to study. Uh, I'm one of those cases that I didn't move here because I married a Finnish person. That seems to be very common. Um, but I was always interested in international trade and really just how stuff works. When in a lot of cases, it's not really supposed to. So I came here to study, I got really interested in smart contracts. Uh, it was the first blockchain thing that I saw. And as a lawyer, I kind of fell in love with the possibilities. Uh, and since I was into that, I was writing about that, I was doing research about that. Uh, 
I wanted to come and discover what are the blockchain projects that we have here. So I started working uh, with startups. First, I worked for a startup that did events, uh, and I tried to find the blockchain people there. Then I started working for a Brazilian-Estonian startup that did just, you know, blockchain projects. Uh, and now I have my, my own consulting company uh, to help uh, companies that want to use blockchain for startups that want to develop their business more in Finland. And I'm also working with the blockchain forum and a bunch of other stuff. Mm-hmm. And, what's your, and what's your company called? My company is called Vinculum Growth. Vinculum mm-hmm. means bond, connection in Latin. Yes. So it was kind of a fun, like, because, you know, you have the, you connect the blocks on the blockchain and we connect the people on the blockchain ecosystem. Mm-hmm. And then if, if people want to know more about Vinculum? Vinculum.fi. Yeah, it's just that easy. Okay, so Vinculum.fi. I'll put the links in the description as well so for people to check it out, what Vinculum does. And is there anything else you want to talk about, Jay, that I haven't asked you? about Finland, about yourself and blockchain? Well, uh, just to say this again, uh, Finland is really trying uh, to become a more attractive place. I think that sometimes people tend to ignore a little bit the developments that are happening in Finland because it's not as known as Estonia or Malta or some other places. Uh, But I think that in, in a few years, you're really going to see some very cool projects here because we are much more interested in just, you know, building more than we are interested in talking. <laughs> so you might see some things and be surprised that, wow, this came from Finland. Yeah. 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 But I know like you guys are very developed in, in terms of technology. I know there is a 6G project, um, but yeah, you don't see Finland so much in the news with in terms of cryptocurrencies and blockchain but uh, we'll see we'll see so yeah so thanks again jay for taking the time to talk to me in 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 the midsummer looking forward to talk to you maybe sometime soon see how things are developing finland and estonia as well yeah well i hope i'll have some very good news to share with you about finland soon yeah great thank you Thanks for having me. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. If you want to know how Blockchain PR can help your business grow, just go to www.blockchainpr.online.